Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. Unbelievable. We are back. We are back. Welcome into the final play with Mikey Clutch. I am your host, Mikey Clutch. Thursday night football. The Arizona Cardinals beat on the New Orleans Saints, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I have my debt-free pick three at the end of the show. We have the rookie watch. Two rookies. I kind of... One that flew under the radar, which he's not playing until Monday night, possibly. Um, but we'll see on that. And we obviously have Kenny Pickett, who passed concussion protocol. We have huge news. Huge trade. That involved my team, the San Francisco 49ers. Can't wait to talk about that. We have the week seven matchups. I'll, I'll, I'll take my picks for each game, winners, losers. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get into some of these previews of the games that I'm looking forward to. Some interesting ones, a really kind of down slate this week with some buys from top teams uh, like Minnesota, the Eagles and the Bills. Uh, so yeah, it, it's kind of a, we're missing some key teams that are high up in the standings. Uh, so we'll get into that. But first, let, let's cover this Thursday night football game. A lot of talk over this Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. You know, there was that drive where they were about to score. Well, they did end up scoring, and, and Kyler alluded to, to that in his post-game press conference. Um, I, I'll, I'll play a couple clips on uh, what Kyler said regarding him telling Cliff to calm the fuck down on the sideline as he's still, you know, communicating to Kyler in the helmet because we, as we know, the quarterback has a, a speaker in his helmet and the coach is able to, uh, you know, communicate with them during the play, during the game, um, before it cuts out. I think like 15 seconds left, the microphone cuts out or the speaker cuts out. So, um, yeah, Kyler was telling him to calm the fuck down. He, he, they called the timeout. He, you know, Cliff is just a little animated. He was saying on the sideline and, uh, yeah, he, he's just like, listen, we, we got this. We're, we're, we're driving. We're down to the goal line. Let, let's chill. Like you got to let me focus here at the goal line, you know, quarterback, when they get to the red zone, field shortens, they got to be hyper-focused. And with DeAndre Hopkins, who also wasn't on the same page and coming back a a after missing six weeks with that PED suspension, you got Robbie Anderson, who's new to the team. You, you want to kind of get things clear and, and not so chaotic when you're down, ready to score on the goal line. So there was that. But Arizona, they probably this was a must-win game for them. Going up against a beat-up New Orleans team who... Still, no Michael Thomas, no Jarvis Landry, and no Mar Marshawn Lattimore. You're missing uh, backups. Uh, I think Roby was was out as well at, at the corner position. So they should have taken advantage of this New Orleans team. This doesn't change my mind of what I think of the Arizona Cardinals. Defensively, they are just very weak. J.J. Watt, I told you last year, isn't the same J.J. Watt. They don't have those playmakers. I know the defense showed up and played well, but it was Andy Dalton on a Thursday night, on a primetime, who just isn't good. Uh, you know, he, he's just not good at all. Um, so he, he throws two picks. 
I, I know the, the they only lost by what eight points at the end. It, it was kind of out of hand in that fourth quarter, but Andy Dalton spotted that team fourteen straight points uh, with two back to back pick sixes, and this is what the Arizona Cardinals should have done against the beat up roster, beat up team that is the New Orleans Saints at home at that. So. Um, Cliff's still on the hot seat? I would say so. If this team can't be over 500, I don't know what, what what's going to happen with that front office. Contract extension for Kyler this offseason. Contract extension for Cliff Kingsbury. Contract extension for the GM. So this team, it just doesn't seem like they were, you know, a team that should be extending these guys. Uh, Kyler, I get it. He's a quarterback. He's... There's not many franchise quarterbacks that come around, and with his skill set, you know, a lot of people compare him to a young Russell Wilson being able to move around and pull the ball down and, and gain yards with his legs and extend plays with his legs, and, and we see that, and, and that's what Kyler is good at. He's extending plays, he's very good off script, and he can move the ball, and we see the difference that De, DeAndre Hopkins makes. You know, he hasn't played all year, he plays a full game, 10 catches, over 100 yards, and it's like he didn't miss a beat. So I think that is the one bright spot of this Arizona team. As the season goes along, him and Kyler get back on the same page. Again, beat up secondary, was missing a lot of players uh, for New Orleans. So it, it was like a perfect matchup for DeAndre to come back, get get on the same pay, page, and now they have an extended week uh, to kind of get things going and, and, and move DeAndre because we saw that replay he, he was confused he didn't really know what was going on when they were down at the goal line they end up running a fade uh to Rondell Moore which he he bobbled the ball and he, it could have been a touchdown but then he pushed off so really it would have been called back anyway so it was an interesting play call it would have worked if, if he didn't push off and he would have caught the ball so I, I kind of liked it you you expect DeAndre to get the uh DeAndre Hopkins to get the fade route on the other side but Kind of thought that was a nice little deceptive move, but we'll see how how the Arizona offense ends up next week. You know they they have <clears throat> apologies they have a week eight matchup against the who are the Cardinals playing next week? Let's check take a look. They're at Minnesota, so Minnesota's coming off a bye, but again Minnesota's defense their secondary is a little shaky, so. This could be another good game for Arizona to kind of work on this offense. And the big bright spot in this offense and big surprise since James Conner has been out is Benjamin, the running back. He has been playing really solid. They got the run game going against the Saints defense. Uh, he had 92 yards on 12 carries. I mean, 7.7 7 yards per carry that that's that's pretty damn good so if Arizona could f kind of find this running game and not put so much pressure on Kyler to you know get drive the ball downfield to kind of get this thing in motion so that way you can start doing play actions you can start can start doing these RPOs and, and get guys to kind of key on Eno Benjamin a little bit more and and help this Arizona Cardinals you know deep offense be a little more balanced, you know, te teams, once you get Kyle, you want to keep him in the pocket, obviously, because he's short, can't see over the line, it's when he gets out of the pocket and extends plays, that's when we see his strength, but I think overall, the Cardinals can 
kind of right the ship, but uh, it's their defense. It's their defense that worries me. It, it really is. that they, they just don't look that great. They, they give up points, and when this team needs to stop, it doesn't seem like they can really get it in, in a one-score game at least. Uh, it's, it's a couple-score game, all right, you can kind of – give up some points here and, and and still be okay but that that's what I'm looking forward to this Arizona team and, and on the same side of things they're so beat up it's so hard to judge this team with the amount of injuries they have they have no receivers other than Olave really you know we, we saw that big 62 yard play by Kevin White the Bears first round draft pick I know everybody was poking fun at it but I mean these are the guys that they're playing with and it, it's so hard that, you know, you, you can't get Elvin Kamara really going. It's just 11 carries, 49 yards. He still hasn't found the end zone once this year. And it, and Dalton, I mean, yeah, he had a great game statistically, but he made a couple bad plays. I know the first pick six wasn't his fault. His receiver should have came down with it. I know it was a little behind him, but still, you're a professional wide receiver in the NFL even if it's a little behind you, you got to come down with that. And and that's what I'm talking about with the injuries. And, you know, if that's Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, they're coming down with that ball. They're, they're coming down with it. Uh, so that's that's kind of the New Orleans Saints this year. Snake bitten with some injuries in, in big, big key positions. And you just can't get this offense just can't seem to get going. Um, you know, they're putting up points. They're, they're in games still. So, I mean... If you have a couple guys in at some point, I I think they come away with a couple more victories, and we're looking at a four and three squad instead of a two and five squad. So I mean, there's some good things to take away from the Saints, good things to take away from the Cardinals. But again, are these teams really at the bottom of the barrel as far as the league? And uh, this is kind of the matchup we saw that you're going to see high scoring and. Um, it, 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 that game is very hard to judge on Thursday night, but um, yeah, I, I thought the Cardinals played well, come away to victory, and now they're moving on. They're moving on to next week, so we'll see. But the biggest news that came out after the game, and I put this into existence, spoke it into existence, because on the 10th of October, as soon as Matt Rule got fired, I I want I, I said, I was like, man, I wonder if Lynch can fleece the Carolina Panthers for McCaffrey. And in a way, I wouldn't say it was a total fleece. What I loved, what the Niners gave up, second, third, fourth round pick in 2023, and a fifth rounder in 2024. And normally, listen, for any, I would say, team that's been rebuilding or some teams that struggle in the draft, that, that would hurt them, right? But with the Niners, how they've been able to hit late in the drafts, and th- those are like those are some good picks. Like the Niners could actually find guys with those picks in next year's draft, but without having the first, you know, giving it up for Trey Lance, they're basically calling it a wash in, in the 2023 draft and, and not worrying about it. Because if you think about it, the, the next year it's okay; they can take a draft off and, and not have any picks. With how young this team is, how they got Debo signed, which they needed to do. Um, Bosa, I think, is going to be next. That's the other main guy you need to get signed. But the defense is extremely young. We we got guys under contract on the offensive side. Kittle's still under contract. Um, you're going to have McCaffrey, who's 
only a $600,000 cap hit this year. And, and he's, I think he's still signed for the next two, three years and, and his cap hit is minimal. Um, so this, this team is going to look good, but they're in win now mode. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, this is probably going to be his last year. I really hope that they can make it to the Super Bowl with him and, and he can get a contract somewhere else. But next year, again, it stinks that Trey Lance got hurt and he's out for the season because he's not going to be able to grow and, and get reps with this roster. But the Niners are not punting on the season, and that's what I love to see. You get Christian McCaffrey, who's a, a guy who's going to be able to contribute and help this offense, and I think is going to help Jimmy even more. He's going to be a great security blanket. You know, when, when the pass play isn't there, you can just dump it off to him. It's another guy the defense is going to have to key on. I think it's going to open things up for Debo in the receiving game, Ayuk even more, and, and Kittle. It's going to take some, it's another receiving weapon to take off the pressure. And with McCaffrey's skill set as a runner, behind the Shanahan's zone scheme game, I mean, on paper, this is just a match made in heaven. And another thing to look at is McCaffrey was the guy in Carolina. I think that's part of the issue with the injuries. He, he's the workhorse. The, the backup running backs really never saw the field. Um, so now with the, the depth, especially when Elijah Mitchell comes back from injury reserve, right? You're going to have McCaffrey taking less snaps. You're going to have Debo taking less carries probably. Uh, but then again, who knows? They still might run Debo the same just to give that other element. And you got to watch out for it, which is the genius of Shanahan's offense. But I think that you have Jeffrey Wilson Jr. You're going to have some three, four backs to get carries so you don't have to overwork McCaffrey. He could be more of the receiving back, but yes, early downs, you want to get him the ball. I just, I love this trade. I love this trade. Let's hope McCaffrey stays healthy. He's not going to be that workhorse, like I said, and we can kind of extend his career and really extend his you know, stamina for the playoffs. I think that's where he's going to come in. You know, you just don't work him in the, overwork him in the season. We have plenty of depth. You know, he, he could still get his plays, still get his yards, but just I want to see 20 touches a game, maybe, maybe less. You know, maybe 16 to 17 touches for McCaffrey a game, 12 carries, you know, and, and then the rest in the passing game. So um, that way it kind of takes the load off of him and we can kind of keep him going come playoff time. So I, man, I just, I'm so excited and we'll, we'll get into it when I, uh, cause basically there's only one marquee matchup and, and it's the Niners and Kansas city chiefs. But when I get into that game, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. But, um, yeah, that, that's, oh man, when I saw that come down on the ticker on Thursday night, I was just so thrilled. I'm excited for that. All right. Going speaking of the marquee matchups, let's just break. Let's go right into it. Kansas City Chiefs at the Niners. The Niners getting healthy, and Big Trent Williams and Nick Bosa both practice this week. They should be good to go. I am very hopeful. If we get both of these guys back, that is beyond huge. Because with this Kansas City team, you you gotta be healthy. You gotta be healthy. They are they they are deadly offensively. We know that, and, and defensively they're pretty solid. So if we can get um, a Trent Williams back to hold you know Jones and, and Clark 
uh, at bay. And then Charverius Ward also uh, questionable this year, this week, I'm sorry, and, and he practiced as well. So some key guys on both sides of the ball coming back that are going to make a huge difference. Um, I do like the Niners in this game. They're at home. I know their record, I think they're 0-4, though, under Shanahan after that double road trip on the East Coast and coming home. They usually lose the first game at home. Um, but I, I do think this Kansas City's offense is flawed. They're not going to beat you over the top. I know Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling was supposed to be that guy, or, or even Mark, um, Mark, McCole Hardman. I was going to say Marcole Holdman. That's that, that tongue twister a little bit in there. But uh, McCole Hardman, you know, he, he's a deep threat as well. I think if you can keep Kelsey limited in, in that run game, we know isn't as strong. They looked good against Tampa. All right. Uh, it's a one-off game, but... Um, I think the Niners can keep this close, um, it, w- especially with the defense. We're getting, like I said, key guys back on the defensive side of the ball. So the Niners should be in this game, and it should be close down the stretch. Um, I don't see it as a blowout. I, I definitely don't. And, and this is really a true test. Um, you know, this is one of the best teams in the AFC. If the Niners can win at home against these Chiefs, uh, that's just going to propel them in and, and especially with that trade with McCaffrey as I mentioned it, it's going to put some juice in this locker room like hey we're we're a Super Bowl team we're going for it this year we're not gonna you know woe is me with all these injuries that have been happening and just give up on the season no we believe that we have the talent to still make a push for the Super Bowl and, and compete and, and get there again especially with Jimmy. So I, I, I like this spot for the Niners to go out and prove it. Let's hope they punch Kansas City in the mouth and kind of claim the top two spot in the NFC because right now, yeah, it's the Eagles. But are we really convinced that the Eagles are the top team? I get it. They're undefeated. But their schedule, I mean, Minnesota, I think, is really their – best win and even Minnesota's looking shaky with their schedule that they've played uh you know they they almost let Detroit come back in week one you 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 put your dominance on the commanders uh the Jaguars that monsoon game it was weird it it, it, uh Lawrence had what four fumbles the Cardinals we don't think the Cardinals have that great the Cowboys their strength of schedule is pretty weak. I mean, but then again, it's just the NFC is might just be weak this year, that week, because we have Atlanta at 3-3, three and three, um, which we'll get into. So uh, I think this is a big opportunity for the Niners. If you could beat the Chiefs, who a lot of people have in the AFC Championship, maybe going to the Super Bowl as well, um, it, it'll just kind of solidify that the Niners are legit. And they can make a run to the NFC Championship uh, for the third time in, what, four years? So let's get this done. Let, let's get this done and let's just get healthy and, and get things going. But I'm going to have the Niners in, in that matchup. Moving on to my interesting matchups of the week. There's three. I Usually I pick three marquee matchups, but we're going to go with interesting just because, you know, some of the teams on the other side are meh. But very entertaining. I'll start with Atlanta going to Cincy. 
this is going to be a fun game. I, I think this is going to be one of those games that are actually going to be high scoring that we haven't really gotten. Uh, it's in Cincinnati, both teams three and three. Atlanta coming off that win against the Niners. Very good win. Very sloppy game for the Niners that really kind of kept Atlanta. But another thing the Niners struggle with, mobile quarterbacks. But you got Atlanta kind of looking frisky this year. They're good. They're in these games. They could have came back on Tampa Bay if it weren't for that terrible, terrible roughing the passer call uh, that extended that Bucks drive to basically ice the game. And Cincy, you know, coming off. Was that back-to-back wins now, um, uh, or not back-to-back wins? But you know, you, you lost to the Ravens by two, and then and then you came back and beat the Saints in New Orleans. Um, kind of a close game that shouldn't been as close, but it is. New Orleans is always a tough place to play. They squeaked that one out. But I, I want to see how this defense responds. They're a great second-half defense, and if Atlanta can get out to a hot start, that that's only going to benefit them. But if it's a one-score game going into the second half, if it's a one-score game going into the second half, things are gonna get tough for Atlanta. And I know Atlanta's six; they're they're six and zero against the spread, which is nuts. I don't think any team's ever started six and zero. They're they're plus six and a half on the spread uh, this week. So, yeah, I expect Cincinnati to win at home. But I want to see this offense take advantage. Uh, the Cincinnati offense take take advantage of this Atlanta defense they don't really have that great of a pass rush they have Grady Jarrett yes but the the Cincy line should look good against this Atlanta defense Uh, you got T Higgins coming back Um, Arthur Smith though watch out possibly coach of the year Uh, right now one of the top candidates for it in my opinion I love what he's done with this offense he's putting Marcus Mariota, which he had in Tennessee, in the best spot to succeed. He only had one incompletion last week uh, against the Niners. That offense is, man, he's got the system down. He's got the system down. Uh, Even with, you know, listen, they don't have Calvin Ridley. He he was suspended for the year. Uh, They miss Kyle Pitts for some of the chunks. Cordero Patterson's been out, and they're still winning games and and keeping games close. So he, he really turned this thing around, and Drake London, that man, hit on that draft pick. And he was one of the top receivers coming draft. I still contend that Olave was going to be the best, and he's looked damn good. But Drake London, wow. I mean, that wide receiver class this year, especially Garrett Wilson, um, man, these guys have been balling out. And I I like what I've seen from Atlanta. I I think this one's still going to be a pretty close game, but high scoring. But I do like Cincy in that one. Second matchup, Detroit Lions coming off a bye at Dallas, who just lost uh, to the undefeated Eagles. And Dak Prescott, obviously the story, he's coming back from that thumb injury. I don't, I really don't think this offense is going to miss a beat. They have a great matchup going against Detroit. Uh, Detroit's offense has looked good, but I just, I don't, think it's going to happen. I know they're coming off a bye. They have that long rest, extra time to prepare for Dallas, but this Dallas front and this Dallas defense is so damn good. It is so damn good. They're getting after everybody. Micah Parsons, defensive player of the year leader right now. I I just, I don't think Jared Goff, I mean, unless they they can run the ball and, and get that running game going, it, it, with DeAndre Swift and, and Jamal Williams, I, I think 
they they can keep it close. I just don't see it being close. I, I think this def this Dallas defense I like a lot and, and it, way more than the offense. Again, they they had a some like that Rams game. Listen, the Rams I think are not a top ten team. They're not even a top two. They're just not that good. And and the Dallas Cowboys put a stomping on them. I I, I like. What I see from them, I, I just, I really do, and I, I think they're going to be able to keep this thing going against Detroit. I, I think they're going to be able to, and it's at Dallas, this is always, you know, a, a game, and I, I don't know, I, I just, I really think Dallas is going to go out there and, and put a beating on the Detroit Lions. I really like what, what Dan, Dan, Dan Campbell has done there, but I think they're just overmatched as far as that defensive side of the ball, and Dallas should take this one handily. The last one, the Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith, who is leading the league in completion percentage. He is just a perfect fit in that system. And we all know that story of him going, this is his fourth straight year on a one-year contract. What? Who would have thought that that Russell Wilson trade was going to look like this six weeks into the season? I know Seattle's 3-3. Three and three. Other than that Niners game, it's been one-score games uh, as far as their losses. They, they, they lost by four against Atlanta and, and seven by New Orleans. Man, this team, it, they're fun to watch. I mean, you still got Lockett and, and Metcalf and now Noah Fant, but Kenneth Walker... Busting on the scene, Pete Carroll knows how to draft running backs. It's just they know how to draft them there in Seattle. They always find them deep in rounds. I know Kenneth Walker was a second round pick, but you had Rashad Penny, um, you had Carson before he retired. I mean, they just they just find guys, and these guys come in and they just know how to run the ball. The defense has been shaky. That's probably you know other than which uh, Arizona, I'm surprised couldn't score points on them, but. The defense is starting to click, and their rookie, like they have rookies starting everywhere, everywhere, especially at the cornerback position. When you got Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen, and those guys are impacting this team right now, right now. And it, I, I think, man, this is going to be a good game because the Chargers, as we know, just Staley, I was in on him last year. I'm on the side where. Man, his fourth down goal. Listen, last week, there were, there were a couple fourth downs. All right, arguable. But you, you go back to that Cleveland one, you should not be going for it on fourth. Punt the ball away. Cleveland hadn't been able to move the ball. Don't give it to them at midfield when they only have to pick up 20 and you're only and you're up two and a field goal freaking wins that game. Come on. Like, Staley, you, you got to – I get it. You trust it. You have confidence. But Herbert's not 100%. Your offense of line – is terrible right now with all the injuries on it. And you still don't have Keenan Allen. You, you gotta play the matchups and you gotta look at your offense. And you got I, I get it, you're confident. You wanna show your guys that you believe in them, but take a break. Your your defense ha, you know, I get it, your defense has also not been good, but again, on that fourth down midfield almost against Cleveland, your defense has been terrible. You can't stop people. So why are you shortening the field for your defense who, who's been struggling, especially J.C. Jackson, who you benched last week. So I, I think this is going to be a fun game. I hope the Chargers win it, 
But I don't know. This Seattle team has been able to score and, and move the ball on teams, especially with the running game in the Chargers defense. It's still banged up a little bit, but they. You, you look at the Jets, Robert Sala, defensive coach. Look at how great that defense looks this year. You have an offensive uh, guy in Nick Sirianni, second year. Look at how awesome that Eagles offense is running. Brandon Staley, you're a defensive-minded head coach. Your defense, why is it looking like the worst part, the worst you know, side of the ball on your team? That shouldn't be happening. That should not be happening. With the players that you have, you should not be giving up 25 points a game. Uh, and you should not be allowing almost 400. You're, you're allowing 367 yards. And, and your rush defense is just not existent. And, and you're going up against a Seattle team who's going to run the ball. It's going to make things easier for Geno. And he, he's not making the mistakes. I mean, Geno Smith has 1,500 yards, nine touchdowns, two picks. Nine touchdowns, two picks. He has one less touchdown than Herbert and one less interception than Herbert. You know, so you really have to be able to stop the run. And I don't know if the Seattle or the Chargers are going to be able to do that. And that's why I, I see this one being close. And Seattle might win this game. And, and, and that's just going to be a huge disappointment for the Chargers. And I think Staley's he's got to be on the hot seat this year. He's got to be on the hot seat because of his decision making. He he just he isn't doing it. And that game against the Broncos, I mean, I get it. The Broncos have an elite defense, but you you, you got to put that one away. You got to put that one away. So yeah, that, that this is the last game in the match. The the interesting matchups that I'm looking for. Now time for rookie wide. All right, two rookies, depending, well, one rookie, we don't know if both of them are going to start, but rookie watch, two quarterbacks, two rookies. I kind of missed it last time with uh, Bailey Zappi. That's Monday night, and then we have Sunday night football. Kenny Pickett, as mentioned earlier, past concussion protocol. We'll see if he gets the start. Coming off, you know, he was playing well against Tampa, which I told you. Watch out for that one. That was an upset alert. Uh, but that uh, that Kenny Pickett, he, he's moving the ball. He's getting Pickens involved. That offense seems to be rolling. They got to get that running game going. I know that offensive line can't really run block well. Um, but this is a good matchup for Kenny Pickett to really shine against this Miami defense who has been struggling against the pass. You have really good weapons on the offense. I, I expect Pickens and Deontay Johnson, who, who's been dropping the ball a lot. I remember, what was it, last year? He, he, he was leading the league with most receptions without a without a drop, and uh, this year, that, that's completely done in a 180. Um, but I think Pickett can keep this game close. It's in Miami, and Tua is coming back, so I want to see how the Dolphins, uh, that offense looks, because they obviously haven't won a game since Tua went out on that Thursday night against the Bengals, and Mike McDaniel's still been doing a hell of a job coaching that team. I really love Mike McDaniel. I, I miss him for the Niners offense, um, but yeah, I, I think Kenny Pickett, this is his week. This is his moment. Go out there, 
show guys that, you know, you're a first round pick for a reason. You're the first quarterback taken in the draft for a reason and light it up. Go out there and light it up against this Dolphins team. If you lose close, that's fine. There's plenty of things you can point at um, that, that that won't be the quarterback's fault in this game because we know the Pittsburgh's defense is banged up and, and not good in the secondary. Um, the, the pass rush, obviously, without T.J. Watt, it, it, it's a problem. So uh, I, I want to see him go out there, and if it's a shootout, it's a shootout, but you, you got to look good. Uh, don't turn the ball over. Get rid of it, and I, I want to see him go. What? Let, let's say twenty for twenty-seven, two hundred fifty yards, a touchdown or two, and I think he's going to be on the trajectory of okay, he can consistently get there uh, against some good teams. Um, so that's why I want to see it from Pickett, and then Mac Jones might be coming back. We don't know yet. Bill Belichick hasn't made a decision, but Bailey Zappi getting this Patriots to three and three took. Aaron Rodgers to overtime, could have won that game, but he's been looking sharp. He's get he he he's letting the game come to him, and this is what Bill Belichick wants in a quarterback, a guy who's not going to make the mistakes. It's almost like those Patriots teams when Brady finally took over for Bledsoe. It, it, it's looking like it, leading leaning on that defense, running the ball really well, and not making mistakes on the quarterback side. That defense is looking really damn good. And this is one of my favorite picks when I get to the debt-free pick three uh, against Chicago on Monday night. It's just, man, this Patriots team and Bill Belichick, which I was highly critical that I didn't think this offense was going to be able to score points. You got Matt Patricia, who totally failed and bombed in Detroit, comes back, and now he's calling the plays for the offense. But this offense, looking good. And I know the quality of teams that they played, not that great. But, I mean, that Baltimore game was close until the end. Um, So I think Patriots are going to be able to put their stamp and win some games here. They got some favorable matchups the next uh, four weeks. You got the Bears, Jets, Colts, Jets. So, I mean, they can go four straight and, and be four and three by that point before they get to Minnesota, Buffalo. Um, so, I, I really like the Patriots and Bailey Zappi, what he's been able to do. He, he's, you know, come in, game manager, and playing how Bill Belichick wants his quarterback to play. You know, he's 73% completion percentage. Like I said, Four pick or four touchdowns to one interception. You love that ratio, and his quarterback rating is 111.4 right now. So, lean on Ramondre Stevenson, lean on Damian Harris, but Ramondre, man, is he freaking busting out and, and looking good this year? So yeah, Bailey Zappi, the other guy on the rookie watch. Now, let's get into the game picks. Just going through all the games for. Sunday and Monday night. I'll pick my winners and then we'll get into the debt-free pick three and get out of here. But first, let's start with these game picks. The first game, talked about it, Atlanta at Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's going to win. But again, I th- Atlanta might go 7-0 against the spread and cover it 5.5. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take Bengals at home. Again, that defense, really good in the second half. And I think this offense is going to start clicking and get going against this Atlanta defense. Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. I love the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Um, I I think they're going to be able to move the ball with Dak. Hopefully the game plan doesn't change as much as it, you know where it was with Cooper Rush. 
but uh, run the ball and lean on that defense. That's just the recipe this year because teams are not letting you beat them over the top. So now you you, you can run the ball and, and, and chew up you know yards and, and kind of just move the ball methodically with these long drives and, and keep that Detroit offense off the field and, and get to uh, Jared Goff. Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee. I like Tennessee in this matchup. They're coming off a bye. They're starting to get things rolling. Let's see how Derrick Henry looks. I don't know what Jonathan Taylor is going to play. He's been out the last couple weeks. Matt Ryan with some heroic ball at the end of these games. I don't see that as sustainable. But then again, this Tennessee defense isn't good. So this is probably going to be a close one, but I'm going to take Tennessee. Green Bay Packers at Washington. No Carson Wentz. Taylor Heineke, he's played well when he's played. But Jahan Dotson went out. Um, You can lean on Brian Robinson Jr., who I think is going to have a good day against Green Bay. Green Bay, as much as as bad as they look this year and as bad as I think they are, I think this is a game that they can go in and win. The Commanders are just not a good team at all. They that game was too close Thursday night with the Bears, um, and I, I just I, I think Green Bay has a chance here to get back over five hundred and right the ship for the season. And, and this defense. They need to step up against this Washington team, and they should because that Washington offensive line is not good. So I think you're going to be able to get pressure on Heineke. Tampa Bay Bucks at the Carolina Panthers. I think this is an easy one. Tampa Bay, Carolina, fire sale. No more McCaffrey. Um, you know, Baker's still out. Walker is going to be the starter. So I like Tampa Bay in this one um, by a lot. New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Interesting matchup. I'm going to take the Jags. But I'm not confident. But I, I like the Jags in this one. I, I think they're going to be able to run the ball over this Jets defense or Giants defense. And this Giants team, I think, is going to struggle against the defense of the Jags. They got a hell of a front four, and they're going to be able to get to Daniel Jones. And I think this is going to be one of the Daniel Jones' worst games this season. I'm taking the Jags at home in Jacksonville. Hopefully, it's it's some hot weather. Cleveland Browns at Baltimore. I think Baltimore's got this one at home without a doubt. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's coming back down to what Jacoby Brissett usually looks like. And I I think Baltimore's going to be able to really show their dominance like they have in this matchup over the years. New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. I think, you know, Zach Wilson hasn't looked that great this year. And he hasn't played a defense as good as this Denver Broncos defense. I think the Broncos defense... They're going to win this game. I think they're going to be the reason why this game is won. And Russell Wilson, if he plays, this is his opportunity. I know this New York Jets defense has been playing lights out and very hard to throw on and 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 run on. But I think Denver right here, this is a spot for them to kind of show that they have some fight left and, and, and belief that they can get things turned in the right direction and so I'm taking Denver just solely because their defense is so damn elite I think they have a top three defense in this league and it's shown week in and week out it's just that offense has been really killing them um, because of the play of Russell Wilson but I think this is a game where the Jets to show that the Jets aren't quite for real yet offensively Um, Houston Texans at Las Vegas listen I, I said it when Vegas went out there and lost to the Chiefs. They're going to go on their bye, and they're going to go on a, go on a four-game win streak. I like the Vegas Raiders 
at home against Houston, and, and I like them big. Um, I, I think they're going to come out with the victory. They're a playoff team. I, they've had some close losses, and I know last year I think they were 7-2 and two in one-score games, and, and this year it's flipping in the other direction, as as it usually does because we, we see um, the Buffalo Bills doing the same thing. You know, Last year they couldn't win one-score games, and this year they're winning them. So I still like Vegas big against Houston, um, who just I don't think is their talent-wise. Another one I mentioned earlier, interesting matchup: Seattle at Los Angeles. I, I think Seattle. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks in this one. I think what I've seen from the Chargers isn't really something I feel confident in. In the way Pete Carroll's been coaching the Seattle team, you know, I was out on Pete Carroll. I thought he was a terrible coach, and you know, falling off. But it, he was right. He, he was right. Maybe th- he made the best decision with that front office, getting rid of Russ, because. Russell was the problem, and um, here you thought it was Pete Carroll not calling the game plan to help Russ throw the ball a little more, but Pete Carroll had it down. Run the ball because Russell is limited. Um, He's not Mr. Unlimited. He's Mr. Limited, and we've seen it. And Pete Carroll, wow, hell of a call on that, and I I think they go into Los Angeles and, and win against the Chargers. Kansas City at San Francisco, if these guys play, if Trent Williams and Bosa plays, I got the Niners by three, um, but it just all depends on Sunday with that injury report. Uh, I, 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 I like the Niners if they're healthy. If not, then I think Kansas City's going to win. Um, not by a lot, but I think it's still going to be a close game no matter what, but the, the Niners need that defense. And McCaffrey, he's going to have a couple packages, and he's not going to play a lot. He, I don't see him you know, out there for 40 snaps. I think it's 20 or less, uh, hopefully – you know they worked on some red zone things and and, and some you know cool packages with Debo maybe and splitting them out wide, uh, McCaffrey out wide and Debo in the back. I, I want to see some cool shit, but um, I, I like the Niners if healthy. Pittsburgh at Miami. I got Miami big on this one, not big. I'm sorry. I, I got Miami winning this one. Uh, I think it's gonna be a close game. I think like I said, if Pickett can go out there and play like a number one uh, first round draft pick, I, I think that's. Just a positive note for the Steelers, even in a loss. Um, but two is coming back. We'll see how this offense looks. You know, Tyreek got going again. Tyreek, when Thompson was in, just couldn't kind of look like Tyreek. And this offense wasn't looking like that offense. But I think they could have won that game if Bridgewater started last week against Minnesota. Um, and, and again, that play at the end, uh, Minnesota, you know, got the ball in I just the mistake by Miami. I, I think without that mistake, Miami's going down there and winning the game. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm taking Miami against Pittsburgh. And then Monday night, this is probably my favorite easy bet of the week. New England, I think, is going to stomp the Bears. We know Bill Belichick owns young quarterbacks, and this Bears offense is so bad. It's so bad. I don't know how they score any points in this game, to be honest. Um, if anything, they might score a defensive touchdown. And that's about it. Uh, I don't see them moving the ball well on this New England team. And we could see a really bad uh, game from the Bears. Uh, But those are my picks, game picks for the week. (laughs) Now, it's money pick time. Debt free pick three. We don't do anything illegal. Debt free pick three. Look what I found in my pocket. Look, a year's salary right here. What I call them? A fun coupon. This is the Debt-Free Pick 3 on the final play with Mikey Clutch. Let's make some money, 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 baby. Well, 
I, I do have that Monday night game slate on my Defrey pick three. I'm going with a couple favorites this week, though. I'm going to go the Dallas Cowboys minus six and a half against the Detroit Lions. It's at home. I know, again, it's it's hard to pick against a, 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 a big spread when a team's coming off a bye. But I think at home, this Dallas defense is going to prove why they're a top defense because this Detroit offense is so high-powered and can score points on you. But I want to see this Dallas Cowboys team step up. And again, that Detroit's defense isn't good. So uh, I, I expect to get Dallas to kind of get Dak in a groove, get things going, and, and score some points um, and, and cover the six-and-a-half spread. So Dallas Cowboys minus six-and-a-half. Going over to the, man, the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders minus seven at home against Houston. I think they're going to right the ship here and put, you know, dominance on the Houston Texans and kind of show the world, all right, we're for real. Listen, we, we, we could have won that Chiefs game. It was very close. You know, going for it. I love the going for it on fourth, going for the two-point conversion. The Texans, they're still rebuilding. They're one of the bottom teams in the league. You got to go out there and, and, and show uh, the world, you know, hey, we're for real and we can beat these bad teams by a lot. And then lastly, Monday Night Football. It was at eight. Now it's seven and a half. I'm jumping all over this New England Patriots at home against the Bears. And guess what? Bill Belichick, he's tied with George Hallis for the most or uh, second most wins in NFL history. Perfect spot Monday night, which I, it's, isn't it weird how when these milestones are coming up that it's always against a team where, a uh, you know, a player holds the record or a coach holds the record. And, you know, it, it's just weird how that works. And it, it just Monday night football <laughs> bears at Patriots, you know, Belichick's going to pass George Hallis for the second most wins. And who knows? By the time he gets to Don Shula, I bet you they're going to be playing Miami in New England or at Miami. It's going to work out like that. But I got New England big. It could potentially be a shutout. They can probably only give up six points. But I got New England winning by at least, I don't know, 13, 14 points. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my debt-free pick three. I think it's a pretty easy week for the... Uh, favorites for the favorites and we looked decent this year we're, we're, we're off to a decent start we're around 500 but you know what let's let's cash in a winning week so again I'm taking Dallas which dropped to minus six minus six and a half going that for sure we're going the Las Vegas Raiders at Minus seven, and then we're also gonna go New England Patriots minus seven and a half. All favorites this week. Let's get that money, and that is gonna do it for the debt free pick free. That's gonna do it for the final play with Mikey Clutch. Enjoy the games tomorrow and Monday night. Get you out of here. Have a good rest of your weekend and enjoy. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports, it's a way of life.